Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Hello, world. Shelley Shearer here, and I am so glad you could join me today. I was reading my devotional uh, book this morning. I know I have quoted from it a number of times in prior podcasts, but something just kind of caught my eye. It was actually one from a couple of days ago. Today's one is actually on trusting each moment. But on November 26th, they talk about taking time to develop a vision. Now, first of all, the first thing that caught my eye was the opening line, as above, so below. If at any point in your life you've gone to Sunday school, you will know that that is actually a biblical saying. It's actually something from the scripture. And I just thought it was, I, I read it and went, what? But actually, it sort of makes, it not sort of, it absolutely makes sense. It's funny because you know what? For Up until recently, when we really started to open our minds and people are giving spirit, spirituality a much broader acceptance, they may have given up on religion, but spirituality is definitely making a comeback. We talk about manifesting. Well, I'm not exactly, can't even really remember how that was taught in church for me, but they were saying here, first it happens in the spirit, then it manifests in the physical, not the other way around. If you have gone to any sort of self-help courses or <clears throat> read the, any sort of books on this subject, the point here is, if you cannot visualize it, then you cannot make it happen. If you don't know something, if you don't want something, if you can't wrap your head and spirit around the goal or the end result, how do you even know where to begin? Does that sort of make sense to you? So first we see it as a vision. Now, in this particular book, they it's quite spiritual, and they talk about our souls tell us through the words and eyes of our heart, then the steps become clear and we see the order in which they should be taken. Well, that makes sense from a more... Um, I guess practical a point of view is, again, like I just said, if you haven't envisioned it, you have no goal. You have no way to get on a path that leads you from here to there. At least this way, you have a path. So for me, I have a very different vision for my year of 2017. I was hoping to sort of get more done in 2016 but through illness and a few other things in the end of this particular year, I have uh, rearranged my schedule somewhat, and this is fine. I mean, not everything happens on my timetable uh, as much as I really like it to. It just doesn't, and sometimes we have to adapt. The question is, are you wasting time and effort trying to accomplish something without a goal or a vision in mind? I guess even backing up from, from there, do you even have a goal or a vision in your life, or are you sort of just coasting along? My husband and I have really, you know, we've had a, a rough couple of years since I, I got sick and we had to sell our house and we have been, we have been surviving for a long time, but this past year things have settled down, a lot more acceptance, and I am starting to, to develop a, a, a vision and a goal again. Not about where I live, where I live is fine and it's, it's sort of settled, I've made it my own, but in my professional life and in my coaching life and that sort of thing. I want something different out of my life. I find some of my accounting work very frustrating and I'll be giving up part of my clients in January. And that actually is something that can be really tough on you and on our spirit as well. Taking that leap of faith to say, you know what? I can't have my energies torn in two places. I have a coach that is waiting to start work with me in January. 
and I need to devote a year to that goal. I made a decision, I invested in it, and I am emotionally and spiritually and physically and mentally ready for that next change. But what I'm finding right now is I'm a little overwhelmed and getting a bit anxious about the amount of work I have on my plate. Struggling a bit with my health and then filling every waking moment that I do have with bookkeeping clients and some of them are truly bookkeeping. I'm not doing my normal setup and, and coaching. I've got these three clients still that are full-on shoebox and they're very difficult for me. I find them very stressful. I don't enjoy them and I, I think I've been hanging on to them for a couple of reasons. One, uh, I'm very appreciated so my ego is involved a little bit. I'm saving someone. I'm being someone's salvation. That is not a bad thing, but often we have to look at our lives and say, but what do we need? Are we putting our goals and needs on a side burner because someone else, quote unquote, needs us? Or we feel that, that we're saving someone? Just think about that, actually. Just give that some thought as you're listening to this podcast. Then the other thing is that little bit of desperation for security. Uh, you know, I, you, you got at work or you don't eat. <laughs> it's, it's just kind of, it just kind of goes hand in hand. A lot of people, we, we get scared. You're, you're caught up in your, your lack of security. So I didn't even actually realize that over the last six months, I had let these two things creep back into my life because last spring I started to get clear on what I wanted, what I was going to do. And then sort of got on a, on a side line once again. I guess it's really no different than trying to bake a cake without a recipe. If you are going to try and accomplish something and you don't have a goal or a vision in mind, you're just wasting time and effort. It is very, very important to ensure that you have a focus and that you have a plan. But even the plan can't be developed until you have the vision. So really, this all starts in the mind. I love that expression that people have used for years. Oh, it's all in your head. Yep. Yep, it is. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in that, actually. It is all in your mind because that is where all things start, is in the mind. Until through history of the thousands of years that, that modern um, society and what we you know recorded, what I, when I say the last few thousand years is, is sort of our, our knowledge of history and what's been written and where you know we've gotten to the point where we have actual records, Someone dreams something and then they invent it or they think something and they go to prove it. You know, whether it's the world is flat or there's another continent or, or they're exploring, it really doesn't matter or inventing. You have to envision it, think of it, wonder about it first. So it is all, it does all starts in the mind. It absolutely does. And uh, that works in many, many areas of our lives, but I won't get into the health aspect of that right now. Let's just talk about the practical of your life and your business. So if there is something, for instance, in your business and you're envisioning it, like myself, for instance, I'm envisioning a completely different uh, business model in my future for the next 15 to 20 years of me still contributing. I'm not talking about just working to retirement because that's just irrelevant to me. I want to work and contribute for as long as I am able physically able and if I'm still if I'm on stage at 70 lecturing or I'm podcasting or I'm training or I'm writing books or whatever my future holds that doesn't have an age limit on it sharing wisdom and knowledge has no age stopgap for me I do I want to do what I love and contribute to the world at large as long as I'm physically and mentally able to for me I have a goal for next year that 
my Genesis Financial business, that business I share with my son, that will simply be a maintenance program for me. Um, I will always keep my fingers in it because I have charities that I work with that I thoroughly enjoy and client work that that doesn't stress me out, that it just uses my expertise and it's 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 easy and I'm, I'm giving back and I enjoy it very much so and I need to run that company for my for my son and I for for the business that we have there and if we decide to grow that in the future I'm very open to that as well because when the office work just gets too much I, I will simply hire someone to handle that but for right now that's not going to on this on the side burner the day-to-day -day sometimes frustrating bookkeeping might which I really had made a decision to give up many years ago and I just keep slipping back to it I keep letting my attention and focus get off track of what my dream and vision is. My dream and vision is we will be launching Living Well with Shell. Uh, I've had my Living Well coaching business for a number of years since being involved in a network marketing company years ago. It sort of just happened naturally. It just, I didn't really plan it and a girlfriend kind of came up with the name and I just sort of used it. I have business cards, I have a friend that did a logo for me, but now with the podcasting and the coulda, woulda, shoulda brand that is changing everything and there's more that I want to be doing in the health wellness and coaching industry so that is where I have a vision of how that's going to be and it's sometimes hard I've struggled a little bit this year because I'm a very impatient person but if you can clearly have a vision of something then make a plan you can often forget the steps that are needed in your impatience to just get things done Often I get very impatient and I made a very huge error in my marriage the other day when I was rearranging the house. I podcasted about it and getting distracted. But I moved my husband's office out of a cramped little room that's just full of crap and that's right next to sort of my office and the spare room where it's, you know, my room and where I rest during the day um, because it's a quiet side of the house. And he's always disturbing me if he comes home early. Well, normally he never really cares. He, he kicks up a bit of a stink that I rearranged the furniture. But in this particular case, I got impatient and should have discussed something that drastic with him. Reason being is there's some other issues that have been going on and he's feeling just a little off anyways and now he's feeling displaced. So in my impatience, I hurt his feelings and made him very, very angry. And now I'm kind of having to deal with the fallout of that. That sort of impatience is part of my base personality. And this year, with getting the name my name registered properly like I've been using Living Well with Shell for years but it is now a registered company realigning business bank accounts and doing the necessary things that are that are needed in the country of Canada tax numbers and all that jazz um, I wanted my website up and running there's just so much stuff I wanted to have done and I want it done now just now well that's not the best planning on having a vision come to life so one of my secondary coaches, I had a quick chat with him via messenger and I just kind of laid some stuff out and, and he was wonderful. Shelly, I need you to breathe. One, I was in the middle of that illness and feeling very frustrated. And he says, you know, we're going to get started on this the second week in January. It doesn't matter that we're a couple of months where you get started. The world is still waiting. The opportunity is still waiting. But in my impatience, I can often get ahead of myself. So I really have this opportunity to step back again, despite my little faux pas on Monday, and say, you know what, I've got a long-term goal. There is a 10-year minimum plan here that's being put into place. And websites will be live sometime next year. 
product sales will be available sometime next year. These things will come to pass because my vision is clear and I know I'm on the right path. That everything about my spirit has been aligned with this decision for most of this fiscal year. How is that working in your life? Do you have moments like that? Because if I can stay patient, keep my vision in my in in um, in the future and in the forefront, then the path to it it will simply manifest itself. I have a huge amount of faith. I just happen to be one of those people I trust fairly explicitly. And although I get burned on occasion with, with too much trust in people or circumstances, I wouldn't want that to change about my personality because it has done me very, very well most of my life. I have never been without work. I've never gone hungry. There may have not been extras or vacations or money to blow at per certain times in my life, but I've never done without. And there is always work when I want it. I have to always remember that and not get caught up in the worry and the impatience of it not all happening now. Impatience is probably my biggest nemesis. You may suffer from this as well if you're listening to this podcast. For me, patience, I am not a patient person. I am a instant gratification type person. Now, I have a lot of patience with certain things. It's, it's quite funny. We always joke about my wine cellar. I never touch a wine before it's time. <laughs> okay. Never. And I'm quite patient on the golf course. I don't, it's one of those places, despite a personality like mine that is very active and I have quite a lot of mind chatter. Golfing is a very quiet mentally mental place for me. And it's all I think about when I'm on the golf course. It is, it's very relaxing for me because physically, uh, mentally I am there. That is the only thing that's on my mind. Rarely in my life does that happen. Even lately, I'm struggling watching TV shows or reading because my mind is so strongly wandering off to what else needs to be looked after that I'm reading the same page two or three times or I'm watching a TV show. I had to rewind an episode three times last night. Now, granted, I was in a lot of pain and feeling a little sorry for myself, and that can be very distracting as well. It's not just what's going on in your life. You might have other things that distract you children, dealing with pain and illness, finances. There's a heck of a lot out there to distract us, let's be clear. Um, however, so I really kind of struggle with just keeping my mind on one thing at a time. Golf, easy peasy for me. Don't know why, and it's probably why I took up the sport. I was only in my early 30s when I did. And quite honestly, a lot of my friends were very shocked because I was such a hyper person. I played squash and I rollerbladed and I worked out and I ran. And they're looking at me going, now you're going to walk a golf course and chase a little white ball. Yeah, yeah, I am. But I took to it just like that. There's actually just a little segue. If the universe presents you with something like that in your life that is a relief finder from your busy, chaotic mind and life, take it. Take it and revel in it and don't question it. I jokingly say I don't understand it, but I've never truly questioned it. I'm just grateful for it. Now, something else since I just got on the subject I want to excuse me, segue off a little bit too, is, is having a gift of vision. I know I speak a lot about sacred gifts on this podcast, knowing what is in, intuitively your ability and what it is that you give back to the world. I do not have a gift of vision, okay? Holding a vision of something I want in my life is not the same as having the sacred gift of vision. Visionaries are those types of people that can rally up a group of people around them they may have zero ability to do the administration to make anything come to pass. 
but they can hold a vision for other people. That is what makes it a sacred gift. It's involving other people. Now, my vision of my future and what I'm going to be doing in that future may benefit other people, but the vision itself is all about me. Those are my goals, my visions, and I don't need to whip up a whole bunch of people to, um, to get on board with that, to invest in it, to work for me, to support that. It's strictly, it's my dream, my vision, and, and, and I'm finding a pathway to get there. But having a gift of vision, I have a girlfriend that is building a country club, for instance, and I am on the board of the society, the nonprofit society that manages that for her because that woman has a vision. Now, does she drive me crazy? Yes, sometimes she does because she does not pay attention to detail. And she's a lot of the time very, very, very uh, loose on the facts. Or maybe even, maybe loose isn't the word. Just, um, I'm a detail person. The details sometimes just get lost because she's about the big picture. But she's going to make a dream come true. You can hire people like me to do the work, okay? Manage the boards deal with the finances. You can't hire someone to envision a dream like that and to gather the people around her to make that happen. That is really and truly her gift. And I've worked with uh, other visionaries before and really seeing them in action is really quite something. Now I'm not talking about perhaps because I'm just thinking where my mind went and just in case yours did too. I am not talking about like those television evangelists, sorry, uh, that, you know, take people for all they're worth and that sort of thing. But unfortunately, the, the gift is sort of the same. These are people that are able to convince other people to come along for the ride, to see the picture. Who else was a huge visionary? Who comes to your mind right away? For me, Steve Jobs. That man had a gift of vision. Absolutely. And he stayed focused on his separate personal vision of how he wanted Apple to be. What is it they say in his book that when he came back on board, because his, his life story is quite fascinating, there was something like, actually, I'm gonna, I have no idea what the facts are, so let's just say it's 10 projects were on the table. I believe it's something more like 900 or 97 projects were on the table, and he threw everything out but three. You can't be a jack-of-all-trades and master of none when you are truly trying to accomplish a great vision. So that is a man that not only had a gift of vision, but had a vision of his own as well. So like I say, they're not always necessarily the same thing. You might have one or the other, um, but you also want to be using it positively. So having a gift of vision and, and taking people for a ride or uh, being a you know, super-duper sleazy salesperson and taking old people for their money that's not what we're talking about here. We are talking about people that truly have that ability to bring other people along for the ride and make the impossible possible. And let's face it, history is full of them. And they are very, very unique, charismatic people. If you've ever met one or you have someone in your life, seen them on TV, whatever, uh, they're just, the average person just sits back and goes, wow, I know I do. I definitely play more of a support role <laughs> in all of that vision. But again, having the, your personal vision is a little bit different. So kind of to wrap this up, take the time you need to think about what your vision is, what your goal is, and let it come into focus. Let it take shape in your mind. Because if it's not something that is turning from blue smoke into something solid in your subconscious and then into your conscious mind's eye, you're never going to be able to find that path. That ivory, It's just going to be an ivory tower for you. 
So take, here is the quote from the book, and just so I give credence, it's Melody Beattie, and her book is Journey to the Heart. And her quote is this, take time to develop a vision for all you want to do. Let your vision guide you. When it manifests itself first in spirit, the physical form will follow. But the bottom line here is, keep it simple, if you can't see it, you can't make it happen. So you have to see it to manifest it. I hope you are having a wonderful day. And I'll catch you all on the flip side. Take care, everyone. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast. Leave a review on iTunes or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.